Hello, this is Hope, and you're listening to Covert Castaway. Welcome to my weekly diary of what I learn and how I cope with transitioning to life as a liveaboard cruiser. How do you tell your family members that you are selling all your stuff and planning to go live on a boat and help them through the change curve so you aren't completely gutted with guilt before you leave? In today's podcast, you'll hear from our family members directly about their initial reactions, what concerned them the most, and where they are now as the idea has settled in a bit, all in their own words. So this is my son, Jake. He's 22 years old and about to graduate college. Jake, I think you know, although I don't think you've listened to any of these podcasts, I'm not sure... (laughs) This is an anonymous podcast, so no one really knows who I am, or maybe if they do, it's just like a handful of people of my friends who like to listen. Um, But I want you to know you can be as honest as you want, okay? Awesome. Yeah, thank you for having me. Okay, cool. So Jake, think back to when I first talked to you about our plans to go live and sail on a boat. Um, Do you remember what that first reaction was or how you felt about it? My initial reaction was uh, plain and simple, uh, midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I was always aware that uh, in the future, there would definitely be an international sailing adventure, but uh, I was having trouble coming to grips uh, that it was going to be so soon. I never expected it so soon. Um, so you thought it was going to be like later in life or something? Like Yeah, like retire? when you were ready to full mm-hmm. on retire and all that. Um so when, when you said it was coming up so soon, I, I initially thought that the decision was essentially a rash solution to rectify your self-image as you were coming to grips with your own mortality. <laughs> okay. So you I, thought I know you... it, I know it sounds, no, it's I, okay. the nice part's coming later. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> um, and like, you know, these are thoughts that everyone has every once in a while. Like in midlife or 50 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like death is a scary thing. And when, when you realize that you're more than halfway done with your life, uh, there are certain things that you end up wanting to change about yourself. And that's what I thought this was a part of. Um, now, however, like I do see that that's what a part, that's a major part of why you decided to make this trip so soon. You mean while I was still young enough to enjoy it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But my attitude has drastically changed. I don't think I don't necessarily think it's a midlife crisis anymore. Uh, instead of a viewing viewing your decision as a way to escape what you who you've become, essentially, I can now take a step back and I see that this is finally your chance to become who you really are after a lifetime of making decisions that you had to make in order to ensure that your family never had to face the hardships of your young life. Oh, that's and sweet. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if, if I, if I put myself in your shoes and I had to basically base my entire set of life choices on completely altruistic causes, like I, I would also be super eager to get on that boat as soon as possible. Yeah. And do you think it felt like it was sudden because sort of, I mean, you knew we did boaty things, right? But like, yeah. Do you, did you feel like it was sudden because you had kind of 
gone to college and you're starting to kind of live your own life. And then I started talking to you about it and you were in college by this time, right? So you're kind of far away. And then you're like, whoa, this came out of left field. Was it like that? Kind of. Um, just in my mind, the way, like, I, I know that you guys had been planning this for a while and like, like buying a boat in the future. But when I look at these big life choices, I never think that they're going to happen so soon. Like, I'm like, oh, that's 15, 20 years in the future. But after roughly five years of you guys talking about this and planning this, I was like, and you finally came to me and you're like, okay, like we have this whole plan. I, I just thought like, wow, this is not 15 to 20 years in the future. This is five years in the future, you know? Right. Exactly. So were you, did you have any fears like other than the sudden impact of the decision coming so quickly? Did you have any concerns or worries or anything like that? I was never worried about kind of the financial aspects of you leaving. I most of my worries kind of stemmed from once you were on this great journey of yours. And, you know, I, I've seen a lot of movies and uh I have a I have a pretty uh vivid mind. Like so, Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> well, not exactly. My my number one concern, if you break a bone in the middle of a major crossing maybe days away from the hospital. It's mostly stuff like that concerns your well-being. Like medical there's also stuff. Yeah. Yeah, accidents. medical stuff. Yeah. But then there's also uh nature stuff like storms and rogue waves that can maybe capsize the ship. Yeah. And then there's always uh the less likely stuff that always lingers in the back of my mind like sharks and Somalian pirates and scurvy and all, all the stuff like that. And Sharknado could be one of those things. I don't know. It's always in the back of my mind. Uh, yeah, but it's mostly just stuff that concerns your well-being once you're on, on your journey. But I think you, um, you've really quieted my mind with a lot of that stuff saying like, Oh, like we have storm tracking and GPS and, uh, I take swim lessons and I have scuba certification and it's all in the training. And now once I kind of realized that, wait, you guys have pretty much prepared for every bad scenario and you know how to avoid ones that you can't avoid. It's kind of, uh, yeah, it's kind of quieted my mind on a lot of that stuff. So talking through all that stuff's helped. Um, yeah, absolutely. Explain everything and maybe give you a sense of calm. And certainly, you know, the ocean is... You can't control it. It's just more, you know, trying to be as prepared as you can. Yeah. 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 So, and it's, it's always easy to be afraid of things that you don't understand. But once you kind of painted the big picture for me and gave me some more information, there's, uh, I realized that there's really not too much to be afraid of. Like there's still some risks that you're going to have to face, but that's pretty much with everything sure. that you do. Yeah. I mean, I think that's with every, every big decision in life. Yeah. Um, you had said to me once, and this is early on, um, you know, oh, you know, I just like the feeling of, of you being there waiting for me to call you, you know, and somehow I'm going to be out of, you know, cell range or something, you know, long term. Was that just like an initial reaction or, you know, do you feel like I'm abandoning you or something like that? It, there's, there's never been a sense of abandonment. It's like, um, What's the best metaphor that I can use? It's like a, it's like a bocce, it's like owning a bocce ball court. The odds are you're never ever going to play bocce ball, but once you get rid of the bocce ball court to make space for a garden or something, you're going to be upset that you don't have a bocce ball court. 
Oh, you're going to mi- miss it or something, even though you don't. So, you know, I can call <clears throat> you, right? Like there's ways. Yeah, yeah. You, you've okay. cleared that up. All right. Now. All right. Do you have any other outstanding things that maybe we haven't talked about? Not really. Uh, I'm, I'm more um, just curious about how COVID and stuff is going to affect your um, plans. plans in the very near future. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> so I, <don't> have <laughs> so I guess yet. I guess you're still working that yeah, stuff out. We're trying um, to figure it out. As soon as France opens, we're we're good. But yeah, until then, we're waiting. But yeah, mostly it's not just concerns; it's just uh, curiosity about how this stuff is going to play out. Like, I'm interested to hear how, um, like, some unexpected things that you have come up with uh, while you've been on the boat, like stuff like that. But it's nothing. Mm. It's nothing now. Yeah. You are sort of seasick um, ever since our first fishing trip in Maui. Oh my God. That was the worst day of my entire life. You were, I I don't know how old you were, maybe eight or something. You were sick. You were so sick. Those are 14 foot waves though. Um, Yeah, that was on a deep sea (laughs) fishing boat. I'll never forget um, Hayden coming in. Jake, Jake, your mom got a massive fish. Oh wait, he's puking. Yeah, that was pretty, that was something else. So can you see yourself though ever coming to visit? Yeah, I mean, if it's calm and in like a cool (laughs) place. Uh, I I think I've, I think I've mostly gotten over that. I I hope I've mostly gotten over that. I don't know. I haven't really spent much time on a boat. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Since you're a swimmer and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I could see myself coming out to visit. Of course. uh, Yeah. Again, you'd have to be in a kind of cool, cool place. place that I'd want to go. I, I've never really been too big on traveling, but yeah. um, if it's something that you're passionate about, I'd love to come and or see even something you in, you'd in see. that kind of environment. Yeah. Um, what tips would you give other parents who are telling their grown-up kids about their sailing plans or advice? Um, transparency, because this is a huge transition. Mm-hmm. And uh, a big part of it for me was that like, I'm in college, I've been in college for the last four years. Uh, Santa Barbara is kind of my new hometown, but I've always gone back to Danville and stuff for holidays. And now lately, or Alamo, especially, um, now lately, like I can't call my hometown, my hometown. And I think Mm -hmm. that was, uh, kind of a realization that I struggled with because I, I was raised there. I grew up there. All my friends are there. And I think that's the most challenging part. So, um, yeah, but your dad's still there. So yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I don't have a bedroom anymore. Like I'm not complaining about it. It's just stuff that you're an adult. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I, I, I mean, but yeah, I think transparency is definitely key. Yeah. Just trying to reach a level of understanding with your child, young, young adult that you used to live at your house. I don't know. Um, (laughs) like it can, and it can go one of two ways. You can handle it. Like I've been handling it just like kind of going with the flow and, um, and sort of just being supportive or you can, Oh, you, you don't care about us. This is selfish. So it, it can go, it can go one of two ways. Yeah. Well, I think it's also, you know, a person's perspective. You, you and Seglin tend to be pretty laid back in general. Yeah. You know, I think Emily worries and I, what I take away from her reaction and, you know, we're going to have a discussion with her later is, you know, she's worried and there's a lot of unknowns. And, um, I think generally you and Seglin just 
are okay with unknowns a little bit more. Um, so, you know, it's just a different perspective. Yeah. And personality. So, okay, cool. Thanks, Jake, for joining. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. This is my daughter, Emily. She's 24 and lives in San Francisco and is, you know, on her own now in an apartment with some friends. And, um, they were living it up in San Francisco until the pandemic, and now she's kind of locked in her house. So I get to interview her and nail her down for this podcast. So do you remember when um, this plan for sailing and living on a boat, do you first remember when I started talking to you about it and what were your initial thoughts? Um, to be honest, I don't really think I can pinpoint the exact day that you told me about it. I think that it was more so... I needed to be a little bit warmed up to the idea probably just because, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like future Emily problems, future mom problems. Like, okay, sure. Whatever. I don't really, whatever. Well, Cause you were living like, your own life, you know? Well, also life. it's just like, it came, I was like, all right, that's so far in the future. Like I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see it, I guess, kind of mm-hmm. a little bit. I guess when it got more realistic or you guys actually started to make a plan, that's kind of when I, you know, thought that it could be something that you actually did. I mean, I, I, I knew that you guys found a love for sailing and that's like kind of what you wanted to do. And for me, I think that when you really started to look at a boat is probably when I was like, okay, this is actually going to happen. At first, I just kind of was like, all right, well, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Who oh, knows when we went to the boat show. Yeah, and came back with all those brochures. No, not even that day. Like when you... <laughs> I remember actually the specific day when I thought it was real. Okay. So it was when I was I was at my best friend's house and... I was telling her for the first time, actually. And that's when it really set in because she was like, what? She was like freaking out. And I was like, yeah, I guess. Like, I don't know. And she was like, text your mom right now. Get like a video of the boat. And the video that you sent us was like, it was like summertime, very close to the shore. Like everyone's on vacation, like with the grill, like partying, popping champagne. <laughs> and she, and Chanel's like, okay, you're going to tell me that they're going to like be an open ocean on this. Like, I'm really worried. And I was like, oh, I mean, should I be worried? I'm kind of like, I don't really know. But she's way more like, I guess, level-headed than I am. And I was just completely like, okay, actually, you're right. This video just is like very tones it down. Like there, you can see the, you can see the shore. It's like the promotional video. Party. Like, yeah, we were like, yeah. We were like, oh my God, I can't believe that. So I, that's the day it really set in for me. Okay. And that was recently. Yeah. No, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. So you talk about open ocean. Um and starting to kind of process what that meant. So I know you had this time when you told me, oh, you know, you're going to be sailing and aren't, you know, as if I was taking some mission to Mars or something like, you know, never coming back or not having access or anything. And then you said to me, um, actually, it's just like, you're going to be on vacation all the time, you know? So, but I know you worry. So what are the things that sort of worried you about either of those pictures that you had in your head? Uh, I think it was kind of your delivery, to be honest. Um, I think that in your head, it was really realistic that that's the understanding that you had for yourself, that that's what it was going to be like the whole time. But for 
you know, people like me or Jake or anyone else really that like cares about you, you're just, I think that you got really excited and for, it is totally something different and crazy. And not a lot of people get to do that. And it is a big deal. Right. But it's not a big deal in the sense of like, I'm going to die. I'm never coming back. You won't see me. But I think that in, I think in a lot of ways in like the initial communication, you didn't, necessarily do the best job of ensuring that everybody had the same vision as you did. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. It's just like, we don't know. So we need to be educated. And when, you know, you start doing some crazy shit, like sell everything we own and like (laughs) have like these calls or like Chris, this is our last Christmas dinner in the house. Or like, you're not going to see me for a while. So you better come visit me. It's just kind of like, I don't know. Like, how would I not know that, you know? Yeah. 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 And honestly, in the beginning, um, and this may have been before it sort of settled in with you, with your friend, um, I was trying to really understand what it was going to be like, you know, Mm -hmm. because I had a lot of worries too. It's like, oh, what happens if we're offshore and someone gets sick? And, you know, so I was still trying to process and understand what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So you may have sensed some of that in my... uh, in my tone. Um, yeah. And I, I think, I think too, it's like, I've now, yeah, I obviously I'm always going to worry. I'm always going to miss you. I love you. And you're a huge part of my life, obviously, but I've kind of gotten to the point where I, and I don't know how I came to terms with this. Honestly, I, I, cause this is very unlike me. I completely separated myself from what you're going to do and my worry about you because I can't own that every single day. It will kill me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I just, I'm just like, all right, she's going to do what she, she's going to do whatever that is, wherever that is. Like I wish her the best. I'll be here. Let's see what happens. Kind of a thing. We sort of have this window of time, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're, you're young and working and Jake's going to be graduated from college and you guys are kind of going to live your life for a number of years. And then at some point, you know, you'll meet somebody, get married, and then you'll start having kids. And then, you know, once I have grandkids, it's kind of a different story, right? So, I mean, that's kind of the idea. Um, You talked about uh, the house and I know selling the house hit you pretty hard. Like that was when we sort of, you know, I know we had some deep conversations at that point. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, changes heart. That changes heart because you lived in that house growing up the whole time. Yeah. Um, so how did you kind of come to terms with some of those feelings you had related to the um, boat trip and everything? Um, I don't think that I have all the way yet. Yeah. Um, that that house and the reason, I don't even know if I actually really even told you this, but the reason why the house is so important to me is because it's the last thing I had um, with the memories of you and my dad together, I don't, I didn't even go there really anymore, except for like to see you every now and then. And that is just like, that's always going to be the house I grew up in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's sad, but it, I mean, it, it happens. It really happens. And I see my best friends from high school, like, Jackie, like her parents put their house on sale and I literally wanted to call them up and be like, please don't sell this house. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't ever do that. And it's like a known thing that everybody does sell their Yeah. Home. I mean, people downsize all the time, but it yeah, is hard, I think. Yeah. for I don't think I'll ever, I honestly don't think I could look at that house 
for the next like two years without like completely breaking down. It is important. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's a process. Yeah. And it's funny because when we bought the house, <laughs> I don't know if I told you this, the son that, that lived there with his parents, he must have been 18 or something. Every once in a while, he would drive by the house. We saw him like driving by the house in the beginning. So it's, it's kind of interesting, yeah. this kind of big circle. Do you have any outstanding concerns or worries that maybe we haven't discussed fully that I might need to um, further explain or, or talk to you about? I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm probably concerned about every little thing. Um, yeah. Of course I have worries. I don't want you to die. I don't want you to be cold. I don't want you to be bored. I don't want you to be lonely. I don't want you to never talk to me again. Like to a concern level, like, hell yeah, I have concerns. I just, I don't, I honestly would rather like separate myself from those concerns because at the end of the day, like, again, like if something happens to you, yeah, it's totally going to affect me, but that wasn't my choice and there's nothing I can do. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's sort of like an extended adventure vacation. Maybe that's the way to think about it. I guess when you say, like, to my point that I mentioned earlier, when me and Chanel were on the couch having a glass of wine and you send us the video when everyone's, like, vacationing and I'm like... And she, her face, I literally will never forget it. She's, like, so worried. And I'm like, I guess they're going to be in the ocean. I don't even know what that... Mom, like, people can't even visualize that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't even... I don't know what a crossing or how long a crossing or where you're even crossing. Like, I don't know <laughs> at all. So, because all I, you see is like whatever you've seen in movies, right? Also, I, I'm sorry for all of your listeners that I have to expose you like this, but I just have never seen you get your hair wet. So this is crazy. Well, it's funny because um, when I started sailing and stuff, you weren't really... A, you know, paying attention to that. You weren't really around for that. I mean, I think we did this one family boat trip where we got all the four kids together on this teeny tiny boat. And like, by the end of the weekend, we all wanted to like kill each other, you know, <laughs> it was like I mean, that. That's okay. But you have, but I mean, maybe you came with your friends a couple times when we uh, got boats and went into San Francisco, but like, you know, sailing in the Bay, you're not like swimming off the boat. You know what I mean? It's a different... It's not like you would see me dive in the water in San Francisco Bay. That's not like a thing. I don't like sailing. I do not enjoy it. Yeah. So I think that's like fair for me to like admit and maybe that should be like a PSA. I don't know. I, I don't. I really don't enjoy that. That's so okay. Yeah. It's not, Some people, it's not everybody's thing. Exactly. Like I and And to your point the kind of sailing that you're going to do is a lot different than the kind of sailing that I've ever done with you. Like I don't, that, that boat was tiny. So mm -hmm. it's just like, I don't, I also don't like small spaces. And if we're going to be yeah. on water, I'd rather be in the water. Uh, obviously yeah. that's just like the nature of who I am. So yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, it's just not, it's just so separated from my reality that it's not even a joke. So if I worry about it at all, it's like, I'm already going to be irrational. Yeah. Um, I know you don't like sailing, but you know, um, and, and Jake and I talked about this, about his getting seasick, yeah. <laughs> but like, if we were out somewhere interesting, you know, would you ever come visit? I've never traveled really ever. And we were supposed to go on vacation for my birthday and my best friend's birthday. And it was really my first big trip. And I With know your you, friends. Yeah, to Greece. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you mentioned you were going to be there too. And like, 
obviously that would be awesome. I mean, I, for me, it's just more so I've never traveled. So I wanted to like have that experience for a few weeks with my friends. Um, when this quarantine opens up and we eventually do get to do that, like I will be the first person on the plane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I don't want to say that this is the reason why, because obviously I love you and I would love to come see you and explore the world with you, but I'm scared too. Again, no, it's, yeah. Jake said the same thing. You know, he wasn't really into travel and you weren't really into travel young. And I was always like, Oh, take a, do like a summer camp in Europe or, you know, do a scuba trip or, you know, I was really like trying to encourage you guys to travel, you know, even just to go visit someplace on on summer sometimes. And you guys just weren't into it. And, you know, but I think as you get older, um, you know, maybe you'll appreciate it more. And you I mean, I I hate to say it, but I think this quarantine has really made me rethink like yeah life and what I'm doing with my life and if I'm happy and fulfilled and if I drop dead tomorrow, like what would I want to do? And it's like, oh my God, I just want to go to Lake Como, Italy. So and that's not somewhere you're gonna park (laughs) boat. So that doesn't go hand in hand with this. But you know what I mean. Like I will Yeah, it's true. You know, staying in the house all the time, your world gets really small. Yeah, traveling is super fun and I I hope you get to do a lot of it and I hope you enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So what advice do you have for other parents maybe who are thinking about a sailing dream and you know how to how they would t- tell their kids? I mean, this is a huge hurdle. You know, when you start thinking about doing something like this, you're like, oh yeah. my gosh, you know, this is going to upend everything. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give parents who wanted to kind of talk to their kids about it? Um, I think that that's a really hard question. Um I, the best advice you ever gave me from a young age, and I never knew how real it was until honestly recently is, you know, we're all kind of making it up as we go along. Like whether you're a new parent, whether you're a new adult, me, Mm -hmm. or going on a trip like this or whatever it is, you know? So I think that (laughs) there's no, I don't think you can get it right, to be honest. But I think that if you're going to do it, like maybe lead with the facts or some kind of plan or like a graph chart map. I don't yeah. know. Like the boat brochure, the video. I don't know because I think that you can't just lead with these extreme claims without any kind of plan. Like I think that nobody really believes you until you it does become more real. So I, I would just... But maybe that's the best way to go about it because then you already have that in the back of your hand, back of your head. Like for me, like, ha ha, okay, she said that one time and now she's doing it. Maybe that warmed me up to it. I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, with you, I, I was a little bit more of a slow reveal, like um, trying to drop one thing at a time um, to build up to it, honestly. Because, you know, I know how you you sometimes react to big changes. So what I was trying to do is just over a period of time, you know, warm you up to the idea a little bit more. Okay. Well, thanks. Any other advice or thoughts? I love you and I'm very proud of you and I'm happy for you. And if you're happy, I'm happy. And, you know, at some point we have to come to terms with everybody, the fact that everybody makes their own decisions. Like this is your life. This is not my life. And although that your decisions might affect me, they're not my decisions. Yeah. And I'm probably going to make decisions. I probably have made decisions that have upset you that you don't agree with. Yeah. Um, it's your life. Yeah. But you have to be on board because at the end of the day, it's my life. And I don't, I'm not saying those are necessarily bad decisions. Um, we're talking about good decisions here. Like just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, I think 
yeah, at the same time, we're not the same people. Um, we have our own lives and I just want the same thing for you that I think you want from me. I just really want you to be happy and fulfilled and feel like on your last day that you really lived your life. And if this helps you get there, then I'm on board. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I know it's kind of weird to do a podcast with your mom, so I appreciate it. No worries. So Seglin, you're the youngest of all the kids at 18, and you're graduating high school this year. Congratulations. Thank you. Really crazy year to be graduating. But um, the first question I have for you is, of all the kids, you probably enjoy sailing the most. Would you say that's true? Yeah, I would. Yeah. So what do you like about it? Um, I think it's really cool to just go and get away from everything and just have like a fun day out. Um, and it's always like really beautiful and see like the water and the city and the scenery, which is pretty cool. Um, there are the challenges and like cooking and going to the bathroom, but when the boat's sailing over, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard sometimes, huh? When the wind's really blowing, mm-hmm. yeah. But the scenery is really pretty. Yeah, yeah, and you're really awesome and fun to have on the boat, and a big help too. So thank you. Um, do you remember when you first started to think about um, our sailing plan? And I mean, you were kind of involved in it because you're the last one to leave, so the mm-hmm. planning kind of picked up and stuff like that. But when did it really start to sink in for you that it was? actually going to happen. Yeah, I remember you guys, like, talking about, like, the idea. My dad would, like, just talk about how cool that would be, just, like, travel the world and go here and there. And, like, yeah, that'd be really cool. But I didn't, like, realize until you guys started doing spreadsheets and started calling people. (laughs) And I was like, wow, they're really doing it. And I was, like, really impressed. You were impressed? Yeah. Okay. you had a goal and, like, you really wanted to do it. And so you started doing it. Cool. So is there anything about the idea of your dad being gone um, that concerns you or worries you? You know, there's the boat stuff and then there's being mm-hmm. away, right? Because um, yeah. you're getting ready to go to college and do your own thing, but it's still different because he's not going to be home and we're not going to be where we were, I guess, is the best place to think about it, best yeah. way to think about it. So what do you think about that? I definitely like was, have thought about that and how like you guys would be gone. And then um, you guys were originally planning to leave like after my graduation, so that would mean you would be there when I moved to my dorm. And so I was bummed about that, but I just thought that was really cool. You guys had your own plan, and you were really sticking to it. Yeah. And I don't know if you're going to even be able to move into your dorm either. (laughs) We'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. Also, you've been witnessing our debates about Mm -hmm. a lot of things, and some of them can get pretty heated. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting. Like, we always kind of land on the same place, but sometimes we're just different in the way we think about stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But what, what have you learned from that, or what have you observed from that? just the back and forth about all of these thousands of decisions. I think you guys both carry a lot of good points and they like bring like to the table a lot of like different ideas, which like you said, are like come up like at the end or like the same kind of points you want to make sure you have like the safety and all, et cetera. And I think that's really important to like how you guys like hear each other out and then you still argue, but you like <laughs> you're land in a good spot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, when you're in college or out of college, maybe for the summer, you know, do you plan on coming to visit us and stay on the boat maybe for a break or over a summer or something like that? Yeah, I mean, that would be an awesome thing. <laughs> and just like pop over to Greece for a bit. I would love that. Yeah, or anywhere else we go. Yeah. Good. 
So for other parents who have plans and want to tell their kids about it, you know, you're an adult now because you're 18, you know, so you're not a kid, you're an adult kid, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) But what would your advice be in telling the kids and making sure you guys are okay with everything and not shocked or, you know, surprised by anything? Um, I would really like when you get the idea, just bring it up as like a brief thing and just like start up the conversation. And also it's really important to show like how much work you've put into it. Cause at first I was like, that's like an awesome idea. But when you started doing the spreadsheets and like you started calling people and doing all these like documents, I saw like you really had a plan and you're really like thinking it through. And so that made me feel a lot better about it. Made you feel more confident that yeah. we could actually do it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know how it is on a sailboat. It can get a little crazy yeah. and that's just in the San Francisco Bay. Yeah. Cool. For sure. Well, I'm really happy you talked to me today about this. Thank you, Zegelin. Uh-huh. Here's what I learned just in the process of recording this podcast. And this is going to get a little personal. I had a lot of instability growing up. So my goal as an adult was to provide the stability and financial security that I didn't really have. I wanted my kids to live in a suburban neighborhood, go to good schools with an established group of friends they would grow up with and be able to join soccer and the swim team and someday go to college. I didn't have a plan beyond that other than having a career that could provide for all of this. I also didn't plan for a divorce and for meeting someone new. I didn't plan for what would happen if I discovered other interests of my own or falling in love with someone who shared the same passion for traveling as I did or wanting to pursue my own dreams after the kids left. But all that happened And then what I realized is the boundaries and borders I fortified to give my kids a sense of safety and security I wanted them to have threatened to become the things that would hold me captive after they were gone. The sameness and predictability that created their early lives as they grew up were comfortable to me. And comfort can be tricky. It can keep you from doing things, facing new fears, and trick you into believing that routine that once was should be forever because fundamentally change is hard. Change is hard no matter what age you are. It's no doubt our kids are still going through the change curve on our decisions. It's clear that our ideas and our talk about sailing off someday were shocking for them when they finally realized we were serious. That it just wasn't talk. That it could very well have been, and we do know many people struggle with leaving the dock. Because this kind of change is very, very hard. They have a great foundation, and they're resilient. My hope is that maybe someday when their kids leave the house, they will understand. Maybe they can get in touch with dreams they have at that point too. And maybe our story will inspire them to make hard changes too. Let me start over. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you should start. I haven't had my coffee. Okay, can we just laugh for a second? That was really brutal. Okay. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like, or share with another covert castaway. Fair wins for now.